All right, we're just going to get started while I have the time. Perfect. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Boom. Back. Another fun-filled, exciting adventure of TCAD, theatrical conjecture and dissertation, a fancy name for a very unfancy show. It is I, your host, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from a little cool down Southern California and coming to us from the lovely... New Orleans, Louisiana. Ms. Jure Stewart. How you doing, Ms. Stewart? I love how I could hear the quotations in your voice around <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I, I meant that in all sincerity. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get those air quotes, too? <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, I worked. How about you? Did you work? I I didn't work Thanksgiving Day. I I worked the day after. So, you know, I I didn't get to partake in in the joys of Black Friday, which Mm. I never would have anyway. And you know what? I'm just going to say to all those that go out to Black Friday, I, I don't get it. Don't understand it. I don't feel bad for you if it's just pure hell on earth because I, I don't understand it. I'm like, really? You couldn't just let people have that one extra day off? I'm yeah. not about that Black Friday life at all. No, no. I I, know I have a friend, though. Uh, she goes to... Uh, Sita, she was on the show mm-hmm. um, a while back. She goes to um, Walmart and Target, like Black Friday, the midnight or whatever, when they open. That Thursday. Or, um, yeah. or whatever it is, the Thursday. She goes and gets box set DVDs of like Supernatural and stuff for like 12 bucks. Because that's nobody's rushing that. Everybody's trying to get that $50 off a TV that's going to be obsolete in the new year. Um, and then they're rushing for it and the store only has like eight in stock. Yep. So like those box set DVDs of TV shows, like that's actually a really good deal at the time if you want to... And no one's really over there. Like, she's never had any, like... She's been able to people watch kind of like when you do jury duty, but you don't get selected. True. Or you're not... You're there, but you're not involved mm-hmm. in the melee. But, you know, she could wait till, like, the Saturday or Sunday and probably still get... No, some... no, no. No, because it's like a one-time only where <sighs> this $60 or $75 whole season box set, they're all on sale for, like, 10 to 12 bucks. Boy, she must really love those TV shows. I mean, it's a good deal. And if you don't have cable, it, it, it's kind of the way to go. You can just get the whole season for $12. I guess. But, I mean, that's why I, w- I would wait till you know, C- Cyber Monday. I mean, I did all my Christmas shopping on Cyber Monday. Not necessarily because Cyber Monday. I mean, Cyber Monday gave good deals. I mean, there was really a lot of good deals on a lot of free shipping, which to me was sure. more than worth it for a lot of things. But I was just able to sit on my couch in my drawers, laptop on my lap, boom, boom, boom. Got something for everybody. Done. I have not yet done Christmas shopping. I don't know how much Christmas shopping I'm going to get to do. (laughs) Um, I haven't really talked to you since the the election, but um, election night, I got into a car accident, uh, and I totaled my car. Is that the picture you sent of your car? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was election yeah. night. That was election night. It was oh. raining. I was driving really slow, thank God, or else I probably would have flown off that uh, that bridge. But um, 
you know, so I didn't get any kind of citations or anything. And, you know, insurance is going to do what it's going to do. But I was just driving on. There's a section where you're coming off the 10 freeway and you're going onto one of the, the main, uh, like, smaller side highways. And it's kind of a curve around bridge. Mm-hmm. And I was going pretty slow, but I guess I just hit a patch of water. It was raining, and my back tires uh, skid out from behind me, and I my back fall, which spun me around. Wait, hold on, hold on. At that point, you have no... Wait, wait, back it up. Repeat, you you just cut out when you you say something about your back tire. What did your back tire do? It hit, I guess it hit some water. And oh, okay. I skid. Mm-hmm. My back bumper hit the wall and spun me around. At that point, I had really no control. And my front bumper hit the other wall. And uh, that was all she wrote. But it was really scary because, you know, I'm out there alone. I can't move the car because it's kind of sideways on one lane of this blind curve. So I had this flashlight in my purse, you know. And then, you know, I have a... a a burn on my hand from the airbag, but I had to pull out yeah. my flashlight in the rain and just sort of wave my arms around for 30 minutes to signal people to slow down as they were coming around the curve. Everybody's skidding around this curve. Like, they're going to plow right into me and my car. Um, this nice couple stopped and called the police for me um, and then waited until... I called my insurance and the tow truck, and then I called Mark, and he came out... And they left when when Mark got there. And then the police finally showed up after about an hour. And they weren't even there for me. They were looking for a three-car accident like a couple of miles up the road. And they came upon me first and just decided to stop and and help. Because obviously I'm in the middle of the road in the rain in the dark at a blind curve. And everybody's flying past. Yeah, you you um, know, when it comes to traveling accidents, I I don't think people realize this. Now, maybe it differs in different states. But like out here, if you're in a, a traffic accident, if if there's no injuries, they're not really mm-hmm. going to, to come out for you. Now, I would think in that case, if sure. your car is like in the middle of, of the highway, they probably come out to like put some flares down or or at least try to to make right. sure that's, maybe that's if they possible they, they get came it off and the they road. Blocked. Yeah, they blocked the, that lane and put yeah. on all the lights so people flying around that curve would slow down until the tow truck could come and they put down flares and and a road stop truck but i mean i had to basically use my injured hand to wave this hell this uh led flashlight i had Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes until it was very traumatic and then obviously it was a traumatic evening overall but i didn't know what happened until i just came home and you know took a couple advil and went right to bed and then oh yeah oh yeah uh Car's that, gone though. That sucks. That sucks. What? What? what sucks is, so bad. Is insurance going? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're going to give me blue book value for it, which is nice, but it's going to take a while. And you know, I, right for the time being, Mark and I just have the one car. And you know, my job just moved across the river, which is kind of a pain now because it's so much farther away and mm-hmm. harder to get to. To be you know sharing a car, and then I was looking into alternative methods to get they're like you know bike and bus and stuff and it's a two-hour bus trip God. um <laughs> but but it's a one-hour bike ride <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So. Well, you know what? If, <laughs> listen, I I would never bike out here in Southern California. These people are crazy. Uh, unless you figure you're They're safe crazy enough. They're crazy, too. Oh, well. I don't know if that hour is I'm worth not. it. I think Mark, what, I could get a bike and then, you know, Mark can drop me off at the ferry. Mm-hmm. And then... I can just take the ferry because we're on the other side of the river. So if I can take the ferry over, I can. I'm a mile away from my job's a mile away from the ferry, uh, and then he can come pick me up, or I can just you know bike that 45 minutes home. It's faster than taking a bus. That's true. Yeah, but buses are no, no, just no. It's kind of well. It's you know because we're not in New Orleans. We're in Metairie, which is about 10 miles out of the city mm-hmm. so i have to take a bus into the city or a couple of buses into the city and then i can get on the streetcar which i can't get on the streetcar with a bike so i would have to then bike yeah. to the river which is you know all the way down into the heart of new orleans and then get on the ferry to cross over the river to get to my job and then a bike a mile after that so i'm going to be in fantastic shape by the time i get back to los angeles <laughs> let me tell you Hey, listen, at, at least there's one good side effect from all this. Shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they give you your check soon, though. Well, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of other issues with that, but we won't discuss that on the air. It's not necessary. It's yeah. not pertinent. No, it's uh, not pertinent. We talk about holiday movies. Yes. We're going to get to I that. I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll get to uh, Here's what I'm really going to get to, because... I don't even know if there's necessarily well there's there, there's still Hollywood still has their their sort of seasons for their movies like obviously there's the summer tentpole movies there's like sure. what is it January February the movies that they just throw away to die most of the, the horror time. movies yeah. yeah um there's always around Christmas not so much Christmas movies but Oscar October buzz. through December, yeah. There's Oscar buzz movies now come the end of the year, you know. Yeah, it's like October through December. Yeah. They're trying to get it in under the deadline for exactly. so, Oscar buzz. I would say, obviously we all know in, what is it, two weeks or so, there's Star Wars Rogue One. And I have a mm-hmm. feeling now, after The Force Awakens, that December is going to be the Star Wars month. I have a feeling, and especially after the numbers that Rogue One will do, and it's it's going to do numbers, they're going to realize, you know what, we can just own Christmas. It's already sold out for, you know, a lot of shows from the opening. Yeah. Even here in, you know, this much, much smaller market than Los Angeles, shows are sold out. And, and, And to me, makes sense, you know, holiday time. You know, people will be more attuned to looking for maybe kids are out of school, depending on when in December you want to release it. So let's just say December is now going to be the Star Wars month. Totally understandable. So we know coming up that's going to be huge. Maybe not not an Oscar contender per se, but that's going to be a huge movie. Sure, for years it's going to be December. Like, well, the same way Harry Potter took over Thanksgiving for like a decade. Exactly. It's they just know you know what we got this. I will just say in terms of Oscar contention, there's only well, Fences hasn't come out yet, which I'm really looking forward to. 
It's going to eke in, though, under... Yeah. I think it had some advanced screenings enough to qualify for this year's. Exactly. And, and I, I cannot wait. Uh, Denzel, Viola Davis. I mean, come on. But I will say, since I haven't seen that yet, thus far, and I don't know if you've seen this movie yet, Moonlight. I haven't. I tried. But I'm in a much smaller market, like I said, right. and it was one of those blink if you miss it. It's not in the theaters anymore. You, you can't find it anywhere. I'm going to have to wait till it comes out in the red box, I think. I almost – well, listen, if you have to use alternative methods. I tried that, and I couldn't you even know what, find it. You know what? We'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. <laughs> we'll talk off air. But I, I, I mean, I want to support them. You know, I want to no, give no, them no. money. I, trust but... me. I understand. But you're right. It, it, it's it's going to be hard to find. I mean, we almost when I went to see it, I almost missed it because even on the websites where it said it was playing, you went to the movie theater and it turns out it wasn't. So I was like, whoa! I had to like search through three until I found the one where it actually was playing. And I will say, abs absolutely worth it. It's I don't even. But know you how. know what? Boo a Medea Halloween is still out. <laughs> So, you know, it's crazy. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say about Moonlight. And, and I th I think, I'll say I had maybe a bit more of a connection with the movie on a maybe just a couple levels. A, a number one, it's, it's in Miami, so I'm watching it, and, and a lot of things just look familiar. I can't necessarily say exactly where they shot it but I'm looking at it and I'm I'm like oh it, that's home uh, that neighborhood looks familiar and the places they're talking about so there's that sort of connection so anybody from Miami if you're in Miami and you watch it you've got that connection with it obviously African American cast and the story isn't necessarily an African American story but it's very relatable in in the people, in some of the themes that is not just in particularly African-American, but for anybody who's living in sort of those circumstances, you know, anybody living in those lower economic circumstances and, they, and their family life isn't necessarily all that great and are sort of dealing with their own demons, you, 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 can, you, you can definitely relate to a lot of different aspects of this, but... I think the the thing about this was it it didn't it didn't tread into any dreaded cliches. It's I don't know it 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 had this story to where the is it, it's I mean the, the just the loss for words is is because it, it doesn't quite it didn't quite fit into any kind of normal box you put it in. It's it's just like it's, it's this coming of age story but man it's almost a coming of age in three different parts to where each one is almost its own separate little world you know but you can sort of see the bridges between them and how from when I mean in case you didn't know I mean it's not giving anything away the movie's told in almost like three acts from when the main character is a child to a teenager to an adult and each one is almost his own encapsulated world that has its own weird crazy issues and 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 things going on which could have almost been just an entire movie in and of itself 
but the way it bridges and the different changes in the three, it's, I don't know, it, it's really amazing. Um, everybody acting in it is just top-notch from, Janelle Monae is in this and she's great. Uh, I think it's Naomi Harris. Yeah, Naomi Harris. She's in it and amazing. And then I'm going to totally script this man's name, Marshala Ali. Ugh. Amazing. But the the kid, the, the main character, uh, Chiron, all three of them. I don't know if they talked about it. And I don't think they did from watching featurettes and all. I, I think the director purposely didn't want to do that. But the way it, it it is like that this is the same person growing up, you know, from the child to the teenager to the adult. The 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 the, the character, just the the inner turmoil, the inner grief, the way the three of them capture it and and show it, it it is like it's the same person I mean it's it's good, this is one of the few movies that you will continue thinking about in just odd different ways well after you've seen it because you, you're still just trying to process and 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 kind of get a hold of it also the, the soundtrack, the music amazing amazing, I, I'll tell you this much when you sit down and watch it the very first song that plays over the opening uh, like those opening production credits, you know, it, it, it took me aback when you hear the lyrics. I had to stop for a second. I'm like, wait a second. Is this song saying what I think it's saying? I'm not going to give it away because I just thought that was an incredibly interesting, abrupt way to start the movie. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a little different. But as you watch the whole thing, it, it kind of makes sense. You're like, ah, I get it. But the, the the music, the score, is just it's it's perfect, and everybody acting in it, it's just you know that that walk is oh. just really good. I mean, when it ended, I was almost mad because I'm like, no, 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 you, you have to you have to give me some more, you know. You left me hanging, but it's it's good. It is it is so good. It really is. I don't know if you heard any of that. Did you? Hear any uh, of that? I heard Mark back there. That's all good. Listen. Yeah. This is you reality. did. Okay. This is reality radio. It happens. Okay. It's okay. Just Sorry about that. No, no, no. No need to apologize. When you get a chance, uh, I mean, I want to see it. It was. Uh, was it based on? A, it was based on a play, right? Yeah, based on a play, and then that that play was, you know, kind of. I I don't know how loosely or how directly connected to the writer's I think it's, life. Yeah, you know? I think it's pretty, yeah, it's like loose, and then the, the adaption of the play is also very loose. I, I have to find um, the play now. I mean, It's called In Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue, Blue and exactly. I don't think, it, it's not like a, a famous known play, it was a drama school project um, by the, the playwright, and I guess the director and writer of this movie went to an arts collective school. I mean, and it turned out they lived in the same Area, yeah, became too. familiar yeah. with the play. Like it's one of those things where if a friend of yours wrote a play, and then you decided to make a movie loosely based on that play, which is cool. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking down to that. I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's a wonderful way to have you know a collaborative effort among you know creative friends and or even you know just growing a creative collective of people that you know that you can create something new from from you know parts that people contribute oh absolutely absolutely but i i can't 
I mean, right now, again, I haven't seen Fences, but I mean, if there's two movies that I'm like, the acting and the story, just it, it would be Moonlight, and then there was uh, Hell, Hell or High Water with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. That was a, that yeah. was a really good movie. And then you were super feeling Hacksaw Ridge too, right? Hacksaw Ridge, but it's it, it's not in this it's not in this level. Like you watch Hacksaw Ridge, and you you see a story, and you're moved by his story. Don't get me wrong. But these two movies, and particularly Moonlight, they they kind of move you in. I don't know, much more relatable. Like I mean, n- none of us can really r- relate to being in the midst of war. You know, all I can do is sort of accept Hollywood's, be it glamorized or very gritty version that that's how it was. But then some of the mm-hmm. internal chaos of these characters and some of the home life and all, whether or not we've been through it, and maybe some of us have, we probably know people who are going through this crap. You know, it's, I think these movies are, are, speak to a bit more people than, say, like a Hacksaw Ridge, which a fine movie in and of mm-hmm. itself and I definitely think it should get a nomination but th- those two movies just stand head head and toe above everybody else thus far especially Moonlight I mean mm-hmm. I just want to get the soundtrack and then when you hear the soundtrack it just reminds you of just so many scenes I mean even stuff that just sort of oh you're pixeling oh was I sorry it, it, it I mean, even the soundtrack just, I mean, it... A little bit. It just grabs you. I, I can't say enough. It, it's really good. Well, it, excellent. What else did you see? Oh. Uh, oh, uh, oh, crap. Hold on. I am blanking out here for a second. Okay, well, I didn't see any Oscar contenders, I don't think. Well, maybe. Um, I saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which had me... I liked it. I'm not going to say I didn't. It was very Harry Potter, but it did have me feel in some type of way um, for the simple fact that it was set in Harlem in the 20s and there wasn't any. I mean, it was like one one black person. Black, but she wasn't even, you know, very black. She was, you know, extremely light skinned with blonde hair. And she was the, the, the muggle or the, the head of the wizarding world in this non-magical New York but for Harlem in the 20s to not have any black people other than a black house elf singing in a speakeasy made me feel some kind of way and then you know it was kind of a missed opportunity I know they didn't really want to get into it but it's like you're dealing with with these movies about you know oppression and uh systematic racism and then there's no black people in it it's like you're, you're taking you know all of the things to make it, I guess, relatable and palatable to your white audience by removing the people that it happened to. Um, and they, they could have just even had a little bit of... It could have been a five, a quick two-minute scene where you even just show this president of the Muggle War, of the, uh, the magical world, and then you show her outside of the Ministry of Magic being right. you know like somebody's somebody's housekeeper or something right. like and in her life you know living in new york for real you know just anything like it's it's you know because in in the english harry potter world the 
magical people don't really associate with non-magical people in general. Like they kind of live in their own places and reside in places. But in New York, it didn't really seem like that. It seemed like, you know, they live in their apartment buildings that are in Harlem. And so their neighbors are non-magic folk and they're just sort of living their lives in the underground. So obviously you would have to have you know, real non-magical jobs and you would see real non-magical people and they would, a lot of them in Harlem in the 20s would not be white. And I thought that was weird. I mean, yeah, thought it was a touch. I think there's, I don't know. Maybe well, everybody old... needs to. It's like you have to find a reason to put black people in your movie, or, or else it becomes a, a political statement or a social statement or some kind of a statement. And instead of like, it's just that white is default for some reason. It just stands in for every man. If your character is white, it doesn't mean anything. If your character is black, suddenly it takes on all of these political meanings, where it can't just be a movie with black Bobby. people in it. That just happens to have some in there, right? They live in Harlem in Especially the twenties, where they nineteen twenties. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, even just as background scenery, that <laughs> would have made more made sense. <laughs> you know what? I feel like Doctor Strange now, in retrospect, was also a very colorless New York City. No, they actually they, they, they were too. in Chinatown. Were they? Yeah. No, no, no. When he's like running around and everything's like folding up and there's just they're just out in the street doing whatever. And you know, it's just and like... I will say this for Dr. Strange. The one thing about that is, well, I don't know if you've been to Harlem recently. It's rather gentrified. So right these days. So maybe that's that's a little more so accurate. Days, dude. You know, so in 2016, <laughs> probably a little bit more accurate. Um, right. And it's funny. Speaking of Dr. Strange, uh, Dr. Strange and the Arrival. Those were the other. Two. Oh, yeah recent ones I saw I, I will say I'm not even going to really go into Doctor Strange because look it's it's Marvel it was good it was funny it was a fun movie it hit all the beats it did what it's supposed to do there was nothing terrible about it there was nothing holy shit this was amazing about it it was good and serviceable which is really fine it's, it's all one can ask so mm-hmm. I can't really get anything deep obviously there'll be a second one or you know some sequels so was it worth going to see absolutely had a bunch of fun now the arrival i think had a lot of hype surrounding it and when i went and i watched it and i'm like okay okay but afterwards at the end i was like um i think this movie had a touch of um It had a lot more hype surrounding it than I thought it really deserved because I didn't think the story was it was an interesting different type of alien visitation movie don't get me wrong everybody's performance was just fine I thought overall sort of the theme and and the actual point of it it just sort of left me like eh you know I didn't I didn't come away like with anything profound I mean well there were two things for me with the arrival I don't know if maybe there's like deleted scenes or something but there's um, I feel like they didn't really spend 
enough time and maybe this would have given away whatever the reveal is i mean they just briefly briefly mentioned it but they didn't really hit it home that this is an actual thing with actual studies where your language that you speak affects how you think and affects your 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 reasoning and your patterns and just the simple fact like there's been studies done where you know just the the semantics of your language where you can say you know if if you have some kids in a room or whatever and, and you show a kid and he's jumping on the bed and the bed breaks because you know the kid was jumping on the bed if you ask an american you they'll say you know billy broke the bed if you ask somebody in a culture, I think Japanese is one where they don't attribute uh, their their sentence structure doesn't work that way. They they'll say the bed broke, and so there's studies done where, as a culture, English speaking cultures are more punitive in nature because they they can assign blame, and that's just the way that the language is set up, mm-hmm. and you know other cultures don't and it's more of a a collaborative nature like you know things happen accidents happen and they don't have you know and it can be kind of a far-reaching thing as far as like prison systems and punishment and things like that all because of the way that their language is set up and so the movie was trying to say that you know being able to understand this language would affect the way that we perceive things in whatever way i don't want to give away the story but they didn't make that clear for somebody who maybe isn't familiar with that concept in general going in. I just happen to be because I'm a nerd like that, but most people (laughs) aren't going to just go in with that, that already basic, basic understanding of language and how that affects how you perceive your reality. And so, and I think that that would hurt the movie for the general audience. And then the second thing is it reminded me a whole lot, of um when contact came out and how it was touted as this like rollicking sci-fi adventure and really it was a social political commentary Mm -hmm. on the nature of religion and politics and government and And the nature and faith and truth and i was fine with that movie but that's not the movie you sold me And I felt like the arrival suffered from that as well, where this is a movie about linguistics and psychology and language and and time and love. And they are trying to sell us some alien movie. And it's not that. They tried to sell us that it's this. It's this new kind of, of alien arrival film, and they really sold that. But you're right. I mean, the aliens are almost really secondary. You almost don't. Right. You don't need them. You really don't. It, it, it's it's really this, like you said, it, it's almost this, it's like this time-traveling love story. That's really it what it is. It was very cerebral. It was, in, and that's fine if that's the movie you want to go see, which obviously that's the movie I want to go see. But that's not the movie that you sold me. That's not right. the movie that I bought a ticket for to go see. It, it's funny because I'm sitting there, and to me, I mean, I'm, my interest is, is always peaked around the aliens, learned language. I mean, I was really kind of wondering, like, how are they going to figure it out? What's going to be the, the key to understanding this language? And they never do. It, it all of a sudden just happens where she just picks up on how to talk to them. I was like, how the hell did this happen? Well, also, there was some time that was missed. Like, she did learn that language um, 
over they were there for a lot longer than like it was weird and then also because of the 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 weirdness with time they made it be like it's like one of those things where if you go back in time and you tell your younger self to play the violin and then you learn how to play the violin when you get older you still have to go back in time to tell your younger self to play the violin and like then suddenly you can play the violin as like a 30 year old because you went back in time and told your younger self to play the violin so it they didn't do a sufficient enough job i think at buttoning that up yeah yeah, it 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 was a good movie, but I, I think it it goes back to just like you said, it wasn't the movie that I was sold from the the trailers and all the hype. That right. wasn't quite the movie. Um, we not, were sold Prometheus too, or whatever, and or you know the Charlie Sheen arrival, like like it was gonna be some alien conspiracy movie with you know maybe you know world war of the world and the aliens i gotta say i i don't know man i don't know <laughs> i'm like it was like okay uh, i i uh, all right i, I guess <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's that's how i felt when i saw him i was, it was like, like oh okay i i guess we're uh, all right <laughs> I would have, I would have almost rather not seen them. Like, had it just be like the mist, where you never really see you know, them. Th- th- that would have been better because just seeing them, I was like, oh, uh, hmm, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Again, okay. <laughs> if that's what we're gonna do, because like contact, you know, I think was as effective as it was and still holds up because oh, yeah. we don't. We never do see the aliens. Never do. We get we get them trying, in, to. and even I would have been I would have been all right with that with them taking on a form that that we could handle. Yeah, you know, not <sighs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> all you can just say is oh, okay, just okay, just okay. Yeah, that's what we're going with. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you know it's. it's... It's, yeah, and now, like, was that racist? What? <laughs> <laughs> the aliens. <laughs> no, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I would just... Really? To... No. Why I feel you... like I, I want to give it away, but I mean, I don't know if people are going to be like, okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. They were like black hands. <laughs> I couldn't even tell what color they were. I'm looking. They, Honestly, I looked at my like, is that purple? Are they gray? I don't even know. And then I thought they were really badly done octopus. But they were hands. They were clearly hands. Well, but but see, but I'm, they were hand octopus hands. Yeah, because and they had seven. They had seven fingers. Right, so they so, weren't octopus. They were like septopods or but, whatever. But, but I thought they were really they were trying to go for sort of the because I'm like alright obviously tentacles and the ink so I said okay they're they're going octopus like but, but they also looked like hands with knuckles when you got up close to true. them and they had like a wrist like they and like somebody was like it's like this and they just like danced their hand around a table and they were like perfect do it and they which, just rendered that right which, which again just made me say okay I guess that's what we're going with. I probably would. I would have preferred not to see it. It would have been best not to see him. I, yeah, yeah. To be honest, 
yes, it, it would have been best. It would have been best. Or even if it was something so ridiculous, like they came back, they looked like Hitler because of the broadcast image, like in context, right, because right. of the images that we sent out, like the first broadcasts to, to go out in space, they came back thinking that was like our greatest leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that's the image that they came, they, the form that they took yeah. because they thought they were helping. No, I agree with you there. That's true. I just, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe just because there's no, it's difficult to make a new alien look like because we don't know. I mean, it's going to be it's one of those things where it could they could literally be anything and everybody's going to take issue with no matter what, what it is. Yeah. It look like no matter what it is, every, every yeah. somebody's going to say that looks like. So it, it's current. almost best to just not be able to see him in a sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, people are bitch about that, too. So, I mean, it doesn't they matter were what giant, you do. They were like giant face huggers. Like, that was the thing. It was like they were like a gigantic version of the face hugger and alien. Like, they were fingery and weird. Mm. And That's true. And But a giant, like... A giant what? Like a giant face hugger. And... Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all you can really go with. Trust me, I understand. It's... But I like the movie. I didn't dislike it. It's just, you know, going in... I would have appreciated more mm-hmm. knowing I was going to go see Contact, not yeah. Star Trek. You know, you have to have be in a different mindset to go see Contact than to go see Star Trek. Sometimes, you know, the, the hype and what the trailer, when it fools you, it kind of, I don't know, it's a little annoying. Well, it sours you to the movie because you feel lied to. You feel manipulated on some level. And I feel like Hollywood does that a lot. And it's not really necessary. Because sometimes I feel like they do it on movies that would benefit more if they didn't do it. I mean, it's it's exactly like the situation with Contact where you have this very cerebral feeling movie and you're not drawing the audience that it's intended for necessarily. You're right. I agree with so that you're going to totally. get a bunch of bunch of guys who are coming in to see Alien and they're going to start shit talking it or you know are you going to try to get people who know going in that this is going to be mm-hmm. an emotional cerebral movie exactly because I really want to see Moana that's my next um, movie to go catch I think before and then obviously Rogue One um that's it. I mean, that's really it. I mean, what else is? Is there anything else? Oh, don't forget fences. If fences. you can find it in this limited release, um, we're going to talk about getting you to see Moonlight. You're definitely going to do that, um, right? And then Hidden Figures. I think that just yes. had a limited release to get in the Oscar buzz, but I don't think it's officially released until January. And don't forget, there's still TV. There's still some TV oh, out there. Yeah, I'm trying. Westworld has got me, man. I, I need to catch up on that. Tonight. Oh man, the season finale tonight is it's such a good show. It's so well acted. I, I you, you know, know what? The, the the first 3 episodes they they dulled me out, I have to be honest. They did. So I need to work my mind back like, okay, it's 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 going to it's going to get better. It's going to get better. So I need to get back into it. Um and for just those males out there, and I don't know if you've ever watched it on Amazon Prime, the Grand Tour, first three episodes already out there. Lovely, lovely show. We'll talk about that some more a little later. I, I don't know if you... Did you ever watch Top Gear on BBC? Um, 
I saw a couple episodes and then I saw a couple episodes of the American version of it. No, don't watch the American version. It's, that's trash or rubbish, as they would say. No, <laughs> it's rubbish. Rubbish. So for for my Top Gear fans, we'll talk a little Grand Tour uh, in the next next coming episode. And then that <sighs> third season of Black Mirror, I finally mm. caught up on. Man, still some more good stuff. I've got my parents coming in next week. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's going to be so busy. Hopefully, uh, probably either just before Christmas or maybe right after, we'll be able to get another good one in and, and talk about some of this good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But listen, as always, we, we we definitely like hearing from you. You can always hit us up on Twitter. Always find us on Facebook. Uh, for both of them, it's TCAT Podcast. Don't forget our email, TCATPodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can always give us a call at that phone number Sheree knows. 504-345-9344. The number is also on the Facebook page in the About Us section. Boom. Let us what you know. Let us what you like. Let us what you don't like. Suggestions. Whatever. Rant and rave. Um, and as we said before, on the phone number, hey, we, you know, we've, we, we got, you know, robocalls from Michelle Obama, which is great, but we prefer real life human beings just saying so oh man i have so many robocalls from this political season from more than just michelle though yeah you know they love that number i don't know how they got it maybe on one of these we'll sort of kind of discuss what just occurred the fiasco of an election it's, i can't talk about it still yeah. granted it takes time to process maybe we will maybe not or maybe i'll just prefer to go through four years pretending it still has never happened and you know there's just no president it's just a vacated spot when business as usual we're fine I mean maybe America needs to be single for a while find ourselves that's true that is true sometimes it's good to be single just you and yourself figure yourself out like you say find yourself come to grips with yourself Figure out what you need, what you really need. Mm-hmm. Make that president list, you know, more realistic. I mean, he can't be, you know, 6'4 and a Harvard MBA and also be able to play basketball and be cool and also be a good family man who has, you know, a stable family life and a beautiful wife and two daughters and is clearly born in the United States. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can't all I mean, be like that. We wish. We can't all have that every time. Not every time. But so. we can strive to be close. We can strive to be close, if nothing else. But you, you know what? It's just starting to depress. I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. We're not thinking about that. Again, All right, we're, but we're, also yeah. don't forget to watch new episodes of Good Morning Antioch, yes. which drop every other Sunday or I guess late, late Sunday into Monday morning. I'm really into that bright and early Monday morning work schedule. Um, I had an episode drop last week that was a special Thanksgiving thank you episode. It's the behind the scenes look at how we record episodes, how we are doing building the ship and how we make the music, you know, all of our original music. And it'd be really cool if you could check it out on YouTube or Hipcast or iTunes or Stitcher. 
Good Morning Antioch. Be sure to look for all that. Um, we, we definitely have those details on the Facebook page, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can find all those details on the Facebook page. Do find it. Do check it out. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. It's a way more production value than this show. That's for sure. I mean, it sounds <laughs> very professional, unlike unlike this show. But you know what? For this show, this is what we strive for. We strive for like when you run into the friend and like, hey, what you been up to? What you been up to? I saw this movie. Oh, cool. Let's talk about it. Yeah, da, da, da. See, that, that's sort of the vibe we're going for here. That's just how we do. But, oh, you know, and I got to do one more thing. Oh, go on. One more, one more plug. It's not really a plug. It's just a moment of justice. Internet justice. Internet justice. <laughs> <laughs> we should do or, a new segment. Internet justice. <laughs> Internet justice. Just, just you know, we are team Christopher Marquise Ely over here. He's mm-hmm. your friend and my friend and yes. also my cousin. He created an internet meme um, of... I don't know if you've seen it. I posted it on on our page because I thought it was freaking hilarious. It was on. He did it on November thirtieth. It was um, the Tony the Tiger cereal, uh-huh. and then like, Frosty Flakes side by side, and it was like, and the caption said, "Tony, they're great." And then the fro- and then it's like my dude on the on the right, they are you hungry, ain't you? Like that was the caption. <laughs> You know, Frosty Flakes, he's like waving his hand at the cereal kind of dismissively. He's looking off to the side. He's wearing a tiger print vest. He's just a regular cat in the tiger print vest. He's not even a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) And so he posted this meme on November 30th. He made it. And I thought it was hilarious. So I posted it in some groups that I thought would appreciate it like you know mm-hmm. journey of a black nerd and you know things like that and obviously it went hella viral <clears throat> and then this dude named pablo he took it took the caption repackaged it and made it his on december the first and then this other kid took it and actually put the text on the picture and posted it to twitter and got like thirty thousand retweets and the dude named pablo is pissed off and has like this whole internet campaign because the kid from twitter stole his meme that he stole from chris <laughs> like he's acting all butthurt like somebody stole his meme and he didn't get all like the 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 viral credit uh... for it all, all his friends are like you should have copyrighted it you should have watermarked it and it's like dude you stole that Unless you have a DeLorean and a time machine, you can go back in time a two days to when you stole it. You know, Chris's is clearly posted two days before yours was ever posted. Dun, dun, dun. Internet justice. <laughs> we should make that our, our biannual, uh, bi- <laughs> biannual semi-monthly segment, Internet justice. <laughs> I mean, we have a platform, and I just want to say, you know... I know the person who made that meme, and if you really want to trace it back, I know nobody does because it doesn't matter. It's a serial meme, but it just went, it just blew up like crazy. And the fact that it's clearly the internet doesn't hide things; the internet's forever, it's permanent. It clearly shows that Christmas is the the originator of that meme on the thirtieth of November, and then this other kids came out on December first, and then the kid who stole it and put it on Twitter. His was like on like later that night on the first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he stole it immediately. Jesus. <laughs> shortened up the, shortened it up considerably. Internet and, theft but, waits for no one. But he put it on the picture, so he's the one that's getting the most credit. Is right. the kid that put it on the picture and put it on Twitter? 
But it's like, whatever. Hey, listen. It, you, internet stays undefeated. I'm borrowing <laughs> that line from Charlemagne the God because it's true. <laughs> internet stays undefeated, son. You just can't beat it. All, all, all you can do is accept it and roll with it. And especially this internet justice, it'll get you every single time. Internet justice. Internet justice. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, please, to our tens of listeners, thank you. Check us all out on those uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail. Check out uh, um, on on our phone number. Leave us a message there. Check out Good Morning Antioch um, and all that information's on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, just check it all out. And uh, obviously, we're, we're on iTunes. We're also on Hipcast. We're, we're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. Um, you can find all the episodes there. Download them. Stream them. I, 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 I don't care where you get them from. Share them with your friends. Pass them around. Whatever it is you young hip kids do with podcasts, do it. Um, because we appreciate it. Um, I know we'll try to get more and more episodes up to you as we can. But yeah, listen, when you got to work family and you had a whole when you're wrecking cars on the bridge i mean it's just i'm lucky to be alive <laughs> seriously you know when you are living your life every day just glad you are alive you're kind of busy you got things but whenever we can get them in try to get them to you um hopefully we're telling you what you like or if we're not telling you what you like that's cool too great conversation so for myself California, Ms. Stewart, Mr. Chambers, as always, it's a pleasure to our tens of listeners, see ya.